Utopia, the podcast, ideas to change the world, where we turn conversation into action. Thank you for joining. This episode is titled Misplaced Anger. Let's think for a moment about everyone that we know that's angry. In general, it's hard to go through life without getting upset from time to time about one thing or another. While you're thinking about people who are angry, I don't mean road rage or stress with work or bills, although this is certainly a problem that's impacting the mental health of many. What I mean here specifically is if you think about everyone who is angry about an issue, is there anyone you know that isn't upset about some facet of how society is operating? Almost everyone is passionate about an issue the environment, mental health, the prison system, income inequality, healthcare, public versus private education, government overspending, international relations, global extreme poverty, racism, the gender pay gap, the banking industry, the depletion of the rainforest, our dependence on fossil fuels, automation, unemployment, veganism, LGBTQ rights, abortion, etc., 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 Now, I'm not going to spend any time trying to convince you that being angry is a bad thing, or that it's unnecessary, or that you need to calm your mind and meditate. There's enough of that in existence from people who are qualified to help you relax. The focus of this podcast, as it was difficult to pick a title that I was happy with here, is that we should consider for a second if our anger is being directed at the proper target. Each and every issue has people that are passionate and angry from both sides. It's okay to be angry. It can be much more pleasant to ignore global societal problems or leave them to someone else to solve. But anger can be a driving force that can cause us all to change the way we think or look at a situation. Anger can be fuel. I've heard Bill Maher suggest that he wishes more people were angry. But what's truly important here is we recognize that those who benefit from things staying the same, those who really have power, they want us to be angry with each other. It's in their best interest that we fight and argue and spend our time trying to change each other's minds without ever really succeeding in changing anything else. I have passion about every one of those issues I raised and more. War profiteering, human rights violations, sweatshop labor, my list goes on and on. There are aspects and angles of of looking at each of those issues that can make me angry as well. You'd have to truly lack empathy if you learned about the situation many humans on this planet are in, and not at the very least be upset. But what I've come to realize as of late, after doing nothing but speaking with strangers for years about literally almost everything important going on in the world right now, with my job representing a nonprofit, is that all of us tend to find someone or something or some group to point our anger at, and then it seems we can move on. It's as if showing or signaling that we're angry with, say, corrupt government action is enough to release some sort of pressure buildup and make us feel better. But it also stops us from continuing to really think about the issues that are making us angry. And it prevents us from figuring out why things are the way they are. 
What historical preconditions led to this moment in time? What policies, what beliefs, what actions were taken that have put us in the positions that we're in? This deep dive into specific issues can be challenging. With biased information at every corner and a lack of information in general and a lack of time. But it's one of the most important things I think we all need to do right now. We need to find out why we believe what we believe, find out what the other quote side is saying and thinking, and at least try to map in our minds a way to move forward that can work for everyone. Something that can at least help everyone be satisfied. For example, I'm angry that people are eating so much meat as of 2018. The conditions and treatment of animals is abhorrent. For some, that's it. That's enough thinking that needs to be done on the subject in order for them to take a side. Another person would be angry that anyone would try to dictate what people can and can't eat. End of story. Someone else might think you're making business less effective by restricting the free market. People want meat, we need to satisfy demand. Next, someone will be moved by how much methane cows produce and what a driver for climate change we're ignoring that could easily be fixed. My point here is that rarely do we feel the need to investigate all angles of a certain issue. And rarely does the thought process progress to a point where we can identify with everyone who is on every side of the issue. Ultimately, like my last podcast was focusing on, we're all trying to make the world better. We just have conflicting roadmaps. Everyone has a good idea from some perspective. But every issue that we're all passionate and angry with each other about, well, they're all very complicated. And there are individuals at each step along any decision-making process whose lives will either benefit greatly or suffer based on the solutions we choose and the directions we take. Something I would suggest, if you're listening to this, is to try to avoid getting angry at people with a different perspective or idea if it can be explained rationally. I mean, someone can't just say, I think we need a white guy as president because white men are smart. If there's no rationality, we should really just treat that person the way we would treat a school child who swears in class. They don't really know what they're saying, so we should help them and challenge them until they engage with their own rationale. But if someone is talking about an issue and they're passionate, no matter what side of the issue they're on, they have demonstrated that they can be worked with. We all have the opportunity to explore all of the angles of any idea, and it doesn't have to be negative at all. To be honest, I feel it is a cornerstone of democracy to have all viewpoints laid out on the table in full view with all the information we can find from every perspective. We then have to debate and argue and truly come together to figure out which is the best way to go. We don't have to convince people at every turn. We just have to lay the groundwork, give them the tools and clues so they can discover the truth for themselves. No matter how many issues I may agree with someone on, there's always something that inevitably comes up where we find a place to disagree. Now what I've noticed is that at this point, once anything is said regarding how, for example, affirmative action policies might have negative consequences, all of a sudden it is assumed that I'm now the enemy. I'm on the other side. 
everything we've agreed on has gone out the window, and now I need to be told how wrong I am with anger. One out of 100 topics, and the conversation goes off the rails. Does this ever happen to you? Have you found yourself on either side of that situation? The reason I bring this up is because I will say things that people will disagree with. I'm going to do my very best to be uncensored and share the conclusions I've drawn, knowing that people will get upset from all angles. But this is the point. We need to have places where nothing is out of bounds and no topic is too sensitive to discuss. This is the last podcast I'll be doing on more ethereal topics. I plan to dive right into substantive technological podcasts for a bit and then move to hot-button issues where I can share an out-of-the-box perspective or two. But for the moment, this is the opportunity to share that whenever this happens to me or to you, with your family or friends, when you find somewhere you disagree, you are not now just somehow enemies. People have been disagreeing and arguing for thousands of years, and it has led us here. We're going to continue to argue and disagree, and I just hope when we feel anger, we can at least start directing it at the true structural culprits within our society, and not at our neighbors, co-workers, family, etc. Big oil, war profiteers, big pharma, agribusiness. There are some organizations or players within industries that do warrant our attention and anger, but I would just encourage you, before you release the valve and feel better because of a comment or post or angered conversation with someone you disagree with, is what is this going to accomplish? Is directing at anger at people we don't know, who haven't read the same things we've read or lived the same life we have, really accomplishing what we want it to? Is it pushing us apart? I can't say in good conscience that I believe it's pulling us together. Ask yourself, what am I trying to solve? What is this angered action I'm going to take going to solve? I think I'm kind of suggesting here that a vegan activist, for example, would simply be more successful if they directed their anger away from those around them who, quote, perpetuate a system and focus their energy on that system itself. If you're tempted to get mad at comedians or athletes for their actions, or the owner of a nonprofit because their $200,000 salary is too high, just think for a moment about the group of people who decides how much children get paid at the factory in Bangladesh. There is a human who decides how much poison goes into the fertilizer we use to grow the food our children eat. There are humans who decide to put people in jail for low-level offenses. If we have to get angry at someone, can we find those people and at least get angry with them? Let's stop getting mad at our neighbor for eating a burger. They're not to blame for the cruelty to animals, and they're not driving climate change. They're not even perpetuating a system. If anything, they're victim to it, and we need to think at a systems level and not point at individuals who really can't change the macro situation. So for the final segment before I dive into and explain the creating utopia perspective on life-supporting technologies that I feel need to be discussed, here is this week's Misplaced Anger's How to Create Utopia. This entire episode, I've just been trying to make suggestions that will lead us to stop getting angry with each other. But I want to make one last clear suggestion, if you will, and if you try it out, 
you might be surprised what shape the conversations in your life might take. The next time someone says something you find disgusting, something racist or sexist or transphobic or Islamophobic or anything, when someone says something that you feel society would be better off if what was just said was never said again, before you call that person gross and racist or get angry with them for the awful thing they just said, I suggest ask them a few questions. The best question is why. Why do you feel that way? Why did you say that? If you ask genuinely, you'll be surprised with what people say back. I've tried it for years. Most people don't know why they said something awful. And if they do, it's usually because there's some extreme internal or external pressure in their own lives. I'm not excusing the awful things people say, but in my line of work, I heard things that would make me literally sick. And I had to learn how to suppress the feelings of just wanting to yell at someone for suggesting some children don't have a right to live because of where they're born or the color of their skin. People said things like, I think all children in those countries should starve to death. Or I don't help because they don't use condoms. Jaw-dropping things were said to me on a regular basis for simply trying to help those that didn't wake up with a winning lottery ticket aka a birth certificate that said Canada or the US or Australia, etc. Well, believe me, I wanted to get angry, but I learned to be patient, see that person as my brother or sister, and ask them why they felt that way. And the results were shocking. It was as if no one had ever asked them why they felt the way they did. People would either apologize immediately and claim they weren't sure why they even said that, let alone thought it. But upon a second's reflection, before I would say anything about why they're wrong or how bad of a person they were, they realized they were wrong, and they didn't really believe what they said. The slim percentage who stick with their initial response quickly say something that illustrates how profoundly confused they are about the very concept of race, or reproduction, or government, or charity, or education, or politics, you name it. So in that case, how can I get mad at someone for having no knowledge, or being literally suckered into believing all the wrong information that they came across? What other terrible ideas must be floating around in that person's consciousness? What misguided direction is their life headed because of this information? How much worse is their life? because they believe what they believe. I felt it was my responsibility to help them, too. Lead them toward learning more. Google this, read this book, watch this documentary. Think about it this way. I always said, with a smile, keep an open mind. I expect it's the first time some of those individuals shared their hateful ideas with a stranger and weren't vilified immediately. There are very few bad people in this world, just many, many people who are profoundly confused. We create utopia by redirecting our misplaced anger away from each other and toward the ideas themselves. People can change their minds. Ideas proven wrong can never recover. 2 plus 2 doesn't equal 5, and it never will. 
people of any skin color are not superior or inferior to any other skin color. It never was true. And no matter how many people subscribe to this incorrect idea, it will never be true. We need to promote the ideas that will bring us together as a society. All of us. No matter what group you feel you belong to, we all belong to the same human family. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Creating Utopia. Follow me on Twitter at creating underscore utopia. Make sure to ask questions, comment. I'll make every effort to reply to them all. Stay tuned for the next podcast.